0: Hello, hello, and welcome to Manifest Destiny. This is a history podcast for people with history. Old <laughs> friends, new friends, blue friends, true friends. <laughs> and
1: Dr. Seuss.
0: I know. And so we're diving into American history today, and Rebecca is here with a very interesting It's
1: about sexual freedom. It's
0: about sexual freedom. It's about freedom. Yeah, so we're starting
1: it all off with the Oneida community. Rebecca, take it away. The Oneida community, where to begin? I mean, (laughs) talk about like an original sense of freedom in America. That's Blair's laptop. She needs it. I'm trying. So we're back in the year 1848. The country is new. It's ripe. It's ready. And this guy, John Humphrey Noyes, is just like, you know what? America, Americans, humans, we're already perfect. We can achieve perfectionism. Jesus, he's already been here. He already <laughs> did that. It happened in 70 AD, and we're just improving on that. So he's like, you know what? Honestly? Straight up, though? That might be right. I'm an atheist, so I don't know shit about it. I mean, of I'm this, not
0: even talking about religion, but
1: for someone to be like, Jesus was already here, yeah. <laughs> it's like... When John Humphrey Noyce is like, he was here. That's Papin'. John Humphrey Norris is just like, I'm going to start my own community. Because that was, like, the cool thing to do at the time. People were just like, you know what? You don't like my views? Cool. I'm just <laughs> going to go found my own fucking state. Well, do it.
0: something to add to this is that in the 1840s, it was a huge time of, like, industrialization yes. and logging. Logging. <laughs> logging. Way to get in there with Logging, yeah. Um... But just basically coming to terms with this like huge new age. This is when like canals were popping off. That's, that's basically how I would yeah, describe it. Let's not sleep it. on the American like Canal. Let's sleep on like the Erie Canal being like,
1: you know, like basically. If I was good at editing, I'd insert the like Erie Coachella. Canal song in here right now. There's an Erie Canal song. It's like a gospel song, it's very stirring.
0: Oh, yeah. Where it's like, if
1: Jesus walked on the
0: Erie Canal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's not We how don't it goes. have the rights to <laughs> that song. We don't have the rights. So instead enjoying me thinking, Jesus walked on America now. Um but anyway. Yeah, so it's like people were coming to terms with this totally new age like so the people that were living and I like to think about this these people that were alive in the 1840s They were, you know, in their 50s. Maybe they were born in 1790. Maybe they were literally sitting there, like, reading the paper, being like, oh, the Constitution got signed today. Like, sweet. There was only 200 members. brand new nation.
1: 200 members. Of the United community? Yeah, that's not a lot. No, but I do think people were kind of freaking out. Yeah, but I think the fact that it was only a very small amount of people that, like, really took that to heart means that your theory is exactly right. People were just reading the paper and were like, that sounds like me. We're like, you know what? That sounds like my weird neighbor Jim. He'd be into that. And then they tell Jim, and Jim's like, this is exactly what I've been looking for. True, true, true,
0: true, But yeah, so just for some context, it's like the world is changing so fast, and everyone's kind of freaking out, and all these little offshoot communities started popping up. And
1: the oneida community was one of them Mm -hmm. and tell me more tell me more they made their monies with the loggings and all sorts of other industries and they were very organized they had all sorts of committees they were like really the thing that popularized the american committee which i think is a scourge on the on the country ultimately or on committees i think committees are the worst But they really started it. They loved committees. Well, if they'd done a better
0: job, maybe we'd like committees more.
1: I mean, maybe. They also (laughs) loved gender neutrality, which I'm personally here for. So the women dressed as men. They all had cute little pixie (laughs) cuts. so
0: where was this happening,
1: though? In New
0: York. New York? Okay, so how far upstate?
1: Upstate. I think anything that's not New York is upstate. Same. So we're in agreement. Okay. So it was fine. upstate New York. So it was upstate New York. And they were doing it with their pixie cuts. And the big, so there were some like big principles of the community of <laughs> perfectionism, perfectionism. This is quickly turning into drunk history because we are on our third glass of wine. And when you are the age we're at, three glasses is all it takes.
0: I'm canceling tomorrow.
1: So they believed in communalism, which is just like a fun word for communism. So they shared everything. And the older I get, the more I'm like inclined for communism. I think that like if I were ever to be prevailed upon to have a child, I'd want it raised. Well, to me,
0: here's my thing about
1: communism. Yes. Is that wrong? What? If it feels so right.
0: <laughs> no, my thing about communism is it's it's a beautiful concept when applied to 200 people in upstate New York that are yeah. all dressed like men. Like great idea, cool. Yeah, Let's all sexy. touch each other. It's sexy. Well, don't but spoil when you apply complex it by freaking Russia or something. Sure, like, it just upsets me when I feel like people exploit communism. It. But in its purest form, it's just the Onida community just sharing lives. Okay, to me. The purest form of communism is just people hanging out. Right. <laughs> so that's what bothers me when people like,
1: so this was that like plus that. hanging out without clothes on. See, so they believed in a thing called complex marriage, which I think is the most apt <laughs> term for inviting another person into complex, your union. Complex, it's just right. at that point, more than two people, it's a complex marriage. Just
0: ask me more. Just
1: right? ask Demi more. Literally. So they all engaged in like open, fluid marriage, but sex was super regulated. Like you could only have sex if you were improved like approved, signed, sealed, delivered.
0: Did that have to do with like it was modulation?
1: Oh, so it was It was like they looked at people and were like, You cute babies. That guy, he's weird, you're pretty normal, we'll mate you. Like they were very much like being thoughtful about the mating, and the baby then would stay with the mother until it could walk, and then it was raised communally. So it was all very communal. This is just like midsomar yes. And men, this is my favorite part of them. They were allowed to do it, but not to climax. So they were basically allowed to p- practice something called sexual continence, which meant they could basically edge. They could just like edging, sure, do sure, do it, sure. but they weren't allowed to ejaculate and create a child.
0: So Rebecca, can you just go into what edging is a little more? Edging
1: is when the man just <laughs> he just does it, but without got doing the it
0: again, just like a little. Wait. But not, Wait, so he's not all the way in? No, he's all the way in. He just, I thought edging was just, you just don't come. You yeah. just do whatever yeah. you can prolong it. You just, just, you just
1: it. do it until you got to you know, go all the way, and then you stop doing it.
0: Okay, but, so now I'm
1: confused, though. So, They were allowed to edge. They, so they were not allowed to procreate unless they were given permission.
0: Okay, that makes sense. And if they
1: had permission, they had written permission from the principal, they could definitely create a baby. Otherwise, okay, no thank you. I know,
0: did you know that Mormons... Call it soaking. Yes, what but they, that's not even edging. That's just like they, no, just like they go straight sit. in. And they, they don't do any
1: motions. They just soak.
0: I can't believe you know about that.
1: Oh, I know all about soaking. Okay. So, the first time I heard about soaking, I was like, I need to not even go to Wikipedia. I need to go like deep. <laughs> I tried to look for like first person accounts. First person accounts. Yeah, I want to talk to like reformed Mormons. So, anyways. They had all of this sexual weirdness. They also had an, another amazing facet of their culture, <laughs> which they like to call mutual criticism, a.k.a. cures, where they would basically just bitch each other out in a public forum in, like, a cathartic, fun way, but people mostly had their feelings hurt. I love this. And I it made this. I the whole this. community feel better. So I, I went to a this. Montessori school, and we had a similar conceit called The Agenda, and if somebody pissed <laughs> you off in your Montessori classroom, which had usually three different years of kids in it, you could put them on The Agenda and then the teacher would be like all right so and so you pissed off so and so because you did this and then we'd all just like go in on that person and I it would go on for like three hours and i don't know what got accomplished but we all felt better afterwards. no
0: i mean i truly love that so it's called
1: mutual criticism yes or cures
0: cures it's just like let's just They're uh, like let's, let's get like, like you know what i
1: sent some toxicity in this room let's get together for a little cure cure and chill Oh,
0: my God, I I love that, and I think that that's what's missing from the American workplace. So, like,
1: maybe the (laughs) thesis of this episode is that manifest destiny is mutual criticism. We can all just tell each other what's fucking wrong with each other so we do better.
0: Yeah. I mean, I like the idea of living in a community where you can just say whatever.
1: I mean, these people were free with what? I mean, talk about it. say whatever. You could do whatever. You could sit on whatever. So
0: how much? So sorry if you don't know this answer, but so there's about two hundred members at the peak. Like yes, and it lasted many, for like thirty baby years. Members
1: were like, I, I do not know the birth rate, but I know okay. the community only birth lasted.
0: Rate. That's a good. That's a good word for baby members. Yes, that's yes, baby members is birth
1: rate. Uh, they, it was only thirty years, and there okay. were two hundred members according to the fine people at Wikipedia. So. I can't tell you much more than that but i can tell you that in 1879 noyes was like you know what i'm out i'm going to canada fuck this whole country and wait this. so
0: was he just not into the group anymore so he Did left he because a
1: social criticism it was not him it was Mutual more criticism. that everybody was freaking out because the plural marriage was causing some issues people were getting jealous as rightfully expected and Noyes is like you know what i don't really want to deal with the tensions around complex marriage so i'm gonna go to canada and you can work this Did out he bring any girls with him Hey, I think he brought one, maybe two. <laughs> and he was like, you know what? I'm going to be sparing. You guys work it out amongst yeah, yourselves. I'm going to just keep these two and the rest of you work this out. So he left. And then the rest of them, you know what? They fucking worked it out because the <laughs> Oneida. Uh, Oneida. Oneida. Why do I keep calling her? Oneida Community LTD became like one of the premier manufacturers of silver plate, silverware Plates. I have Oneida Mm -hmm, plates, Oneida mm -hmm. plates in my fucking drawers. You have Oneida plates in your drawer. I don't know why I cannot pronounce. Do not come for the Oneidas. (laughs) The Oneida's hit me already. But, anyways, I thought that was quite exciting and interesting.
0: I love that. I love a sex cult. I love. So, my question for you is would you join a charismatic leader?
1: Would you be welcome to any man edging in you?
0: It's not about the edging. To me, I wouldn't join not because of the edging, but because it seems like there's a lot of fine labor involved? Like, you have to, like,
1: make plates and paint them?
0: Don't want to do that.
1: I don't know if that's something that the women were necessarily doing. I think they were fucking strutting around in their pixie cuts, telling the men what to do, pegging them when they felt like it, and... Birthing babies well, when they also, found an optimal I also choice. I do like
0: the idea that you would just birth a baby, and then once it starts walking, you're like, out of here. Bye. Get out. Oh, it's not cute anymore? Deuces. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, I, I see why people might be drawn
1: to it, especially people of the 18. It would be the only way I would have a child. We what are we doing it? next? Oh, like do. we've got a fucking topic for the B topic. We have Blair. a really big Blair B topic. Blair has been tantalizing me with this since we started Rebecca, this crazy I journey. I just love that you don't know about it, which makes me
0: feel like our listeners might not know about it. I I don't know about this this at all. Same thing. Okay. I'm talking about, and I don't like the words I'm about to use. I'm so excited. Are like very vulgar. Like I'm truly not. I hate the p word. I hate the d word. You know, me too. Truly, all of them. Girl school. But I'm gonna say dick. I'm I'm literally just gonna be like, so this is about LBJ's dick. This is what this idea is because people need to know. People need to know. It's essential. It's truly essential to understanding Lyndon Baines Johnson's character. Baines. B-A-N-I? Baines
1: make her dance.
0: I know. So anyway, so I am doing LBJ's dick named Jumbo. Um, Yeah, he named it Jumbo. We'll get into it. But so for those of you who want to brush up a little bit, Lyndon Baines Johnson was a former vice president, former senator that had been the... He might have killed JFK, we'll get into it. But basically, he assumed the presidency in 1963 when JFK was assassinated.
1: Potentially by him, we'll get into it. On the plane, it was all very moving. It was
0: all very moving, but basically, this is a man from Texas who has been bred his entire life to be president, and he was really freaking out at the end of JFK's term that he wasn't going to be like a secondary pick for his second term as vice president. Um, so he finds himself with all this power, and this is like an old boy Texas senator. Like that's the only way they come. That's the only way that old boys come from Texas. The
1: only They're, only all They're all senators. They're
0: all senators. But it's kind of important to note that he is a family man. He is someone who, even though he is, just appeared...
1: like Teddy Kennedy was a family man. Well,
0: okay. The thing about. Leonard... B. Johnson, and we'll talk about it, is that he has a very complicated legacy because, A, this is a man who escalated the Vietnam War like it was going out Big of time. style. <laughs> like, he was like, wait, I just want to make sure all these 17-year-olds from poor cities in America die. Like, it was completely messed up. But at the same time, like, he is, he basically started the legacy of welfare in this country. Like, the war on poverty, poverty, I don't know I said poverty. Daisy Bates.
1: She works um, with LBJ. But, yeah, but
0: basically during his presidency, he introduced, quote unquote, the Great Society, which was a welfare program. He It was really important to him that it was embarrassing to America and it was like a stain on the American reputation that we had so many poor people living in our country and like so many people with potential that were not meeting it. Like he was like, this is weighing on me as a president. And, and that's why he started the Great Society, started a lot of different stuff, started Social Security. But again, really escalated the shit out of the Vietnam War. So a lot of people do not like him. So anyway, you're getting the idea of him. He's kind of a paradox. He's a, he's a Democrat from Texas, for starters. So you know he likes a fight. He
1: does. <laughs> he likes
0: a rabble. And he was also known as Master of the Senate because he, he would, like, read the weird Senate rule books that were, like, 800 pages long and, like, find, like, one little thing in the fine print and he'd be like, ah do declare we're not gonna pass this law today like he was kind of a genius in that sense so that's just a little bit of background on lbj now we're gonna go into jumbo his i don't think i'm ready his dick why are not you ready because i don't want to picture it well so it's called the johnson treatment oh god is what he kind of did to people like this is a time when was this done with consent this is or 1963 not? and i'm saying that's what i'm saying it's like consent is so foreign fluid. at this time not fluid it's just like not something people ask or want for like he would literally go into the bathroom and tell like a reporter or an advisor to follow him into the bathroom and then he would just like keep using the toilet like with the door open um he's speaking to mcdorge bundy in the bathroom and he turns away to the wall johnson yeah, bundy turns away he's like i don't need to see you peeing my boss and then johnson's like you get over here come closer oh and then bundy God. walked closer and the president was still facing the wall as johnson called him closer causing bon- bundy to almost accidentally fall into his lap
1: um accidentally quote unquote yes
0: i mean so he seems to have um so it was kind of just this weird macho dominance like he really wanted to show off his penis at all times and it was kind of like his trump card in all political situations objectively
1: did he have a large penis
0: yes absolutely yes he literally okay this is true rebecca i was saving this for last but a reporter asked him off the record why are we in Vietnam? And he whipped out his dick and threw it on the table and was like, "This is why," and then put it away. So again, did I don't that in the Brian Cranston I, play. I don't
1: have, I don't have measurements, but I do have that anecdote to tell you how big it was. Like it must. But have see, been... that anecdote to me seems like a man that has a very small penis. Mm-hmm. Rebecca, you don't whip out your penis all the time if you have a very small penis. I don't think he did. He did.
0: There's many firsthand witnesses. Conspiracy. Ones. Conspiracy. <laughs> no, it was really big. Okay, so he goes, as a, so it let him show off his penis. He's standing at the urinal. He would sometimes swing around to continue the conversation he was having, his genitals hanging free. Jesus. Once he even pointed it out to a lawmaker standing next to him at the urinal, who's asking him about, you know, laws, policies, things senators talk about. And he goes, hey, you ever seen anything this big to the senator? Swings it around a little in his hand, and then they just keep talking politics. Like, that's how big it was. As one does. As one does. So it's like, if you're, like, I get being skeptical of this man, but make no mistake, it was big. It was big. He also, like, literally used to urinate in front of, like, White House press, like, they would come onto the White House lawn. See, all this behavior is
1: compensation to me. It's like he maybe put, like, a little sock in there, something to bolster it up, prop it. Well, now that we're talking about it, that's a perfect, perfect
0: transition to he has a recorded conversation that we can listen to. We don't have to. It's fine. So he always found a way to work it into conversation. So a tape surfaced of him while he was in office, while he was the president of the United States of America. Um, where he's talking to his tailor and he's like, you don't leave enough room for my big old Texas balls. Like, he, he got, like this is a direct quote from the corner. He goes, the crotch where the nuts hang, it's too tight. Ugh. It's like riding a wire fence. See if you can't leave me an inch where the zipper ends round under back my back to my bunghole. So he was tucking like a drag queen. So I can let it out there if I need to. No, he was just... I but mean, that's the, what that is. The that's fact that tucking. he said bunghole is everything. So his tight pants... Might explain, this is from a website, why Johnson would often reach into his pocket while speaking to senators and rustle around in there casually adjusting himself. And it gave him the opportunity to remind people he was speaking to that he had a really big penis, which he often did. Basically, Johnson thought it was a good way to remind them that he was more of a man than they were... So they should do what he said. He seemed to be pretty obsessed with it in general, and once he even used it to justify the Vietnam War. So this was what I was telling you before when he was talking to reporters, and they're like, I don't understand. Why are we in Vietnam? No one is becoming more democratic. This is crazy. In an off-the-record conversation, he whips out his penis and is
1: like, this is why. Bitch. And it's all just so crazy. And so, it's just, what appeals? What what manifests destiny through line? Do we have here? Like, what? Well, I just think is that, is about that this man's big penis, Freudian, gets you off.
0: It doesn't get me off. Or Rebecca. it seems to get
1: you off historically.
0: I just think it's very interesting to think about. You know, every penis. penises. A well, a it's it's very Freudian because even though he has a big penis, it's like a very intense penis preoccupation with power you know what i mean it it like does show how much he was how far he was willing to go to be like this is my whole identity my whole identity
1: is like but what man does not think their identity is their penis
0: i mean i say this all the time i say you know if i've
1: been preconditioned can you imagine
0: how differently women would act if they had an external organ outside of their body just have you read the power oh my god of course side note read the power
1: side note it's my ultimate fantasy I had to go on our NPR WNPR show about it and they were like yeah power corrupts and I was like but this is what I want this is the outcome that I see for the future I want to electrocute men every day for the rest of my life that was
0: such a long time ago that I read that book it was such a
1: hopeful time
0: hopeful very hopeful time it was when we felt like we did have the power But, I mean, it's just so interesting to, like, look back on in the context of United States history. This is a man that was, like, owning it, shoving it in everyone's face. But at the same time, it's like, okay, we've had, you know, we've had 45 presidents, and they've all had dicks. And it's like, it's crazy that this is the only one we really know about on the record. Like, please DM me. But, I mean, we know about Clintons because he was involved in several sex We know about Trumps. Well, I mean, we know that it's really gross and awful. But, I mean, they, but about Clinton, they would be like, yeah, it's about five inches erect, like, no moles. Because he had so many, like, sex scandals. The and we're, were going like, to get to that. It. We'll get to like, that. Like, stay
1: tuned. I am ready to I'm talk about Monica. I'm hoping we can get
0: Monica as a
1: guest. Oh, she's, not, she loves, she's
0: not doing anything.
1: She, she loves. <laughs> she she loves talking about we gotta it. we got to probably, like, hold off on Monica. So, what else do we have today? Um, wow. not a What's look- our through line?
0: Our through line, I think, is power. Sexual power.
1: Yeah. I mean, are you concerned that this isn't long enough? No, I'm not concerned at all. I'm just thinking about what the Oneida company has to... Oneida. You know, I think the thesis here is that I don't know how to pronounce Oneida.
0: Well, the thesis here is that you're not an ally because that was, like, a very prominent Native American tribe. Well, great.
1: So I'm canceled and Blair's doing just fine. Rebecca's canceled
0: and I'm rising from the GD ashes, much like ML, Monica Lewinsky... Much like Jumbo, LBJ's dick. I I literally thought that this was going to be such a fun, lighthearted thing to talk about LBJ's penis. I and mean, Rebecca has not acted. She's been like, appalled by it.
1: Big dicks in general terrify me. You have to understand one thing. It's that, like, you are preaching to the wrong choir here. Like, if I hear wind of a big dick, I'm like, <laughs> run away, gather the horses, the caravans. It's time to pack up and leave. Okay. Like, I'm not interested in that. That scares me. Okay, that's I'm all fair. set. So I think maybe that's the, the main reason why I can't relate to your fun anecdote. But also, like, LGBT... L-G-B. LGBTQ Well, I
0: do think he has one of the dirtiest sounding presidential yep. names. L-B-J.
1: Oh, yeah. It's a long blowjob.
0: I was thinking little blowjob. Well, you just said he had a big dick. That was the whole well, point of this episode. he definitely has a big so dick. So I think it would be a long because you have to- no, Make no mistake. It's a
1: long route. Jumbo is in it. Anyways, I don't like the name Jumbo whatsoever. There's a great drag queen What's on Canada's drag queen. a good drag penis queen. name to you? No penis name. <laughs> the answer is no, none of them, none of the above. Okay. So exactly. listen, if you love this podcast and you want more content like this, stay tuned and we'll drop it on you.
0: Bye.
1: Thank you for listening to Manifest Destiny, a millennial take on the American millennium. If you enjoyed our show, please leave us a positive review on your preferred podcast platform, but only if you enjoyed it. Looking for a history fix in between episodes of Manifest Destiny? Be sure to follow us on Instagram at ManifestDestinyPod for exclusive content and quality memes.